Hello, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Tableverse Podcast. My name is Justin, and I will be your Star-Lord for this original Starfinder campaign. Playing with me at the table today, we have... This is Allie, and I'll be playing Quib, the Usagi Operative. I'm Connor, and I am Powell, the Lashenta Envoy. Hi, my name is Quinn, <laughs> and I play Kobok, the Vesk Mystic. What's going on, guys? My name is JD. I'm playing Captain Eustace Kriana, the Myroquai Solarian. I hope you edit that out. Okay, so last time on the Tableverse podcast, we had a uh, talking episode, uh, a lot of scenes, uh, which is great. This is fantastic. A lot of great scenes. A lot of deep looks. <laughs> we had Kobach asking Quib to keep a secret. We had a secret talk, which Quinn and Allie were not here for between Paul and Kriana. What was that about? Maybe you'll find out today. I don't know. I doubt it. I also doubt that Quib will keep the secret. I don't think that's going to happen. She's like an old refrigerator, can't keep anything. I mean, she hasn't said anything yet, and it's been a day. Yeah. It's been a whole a day. A whole day. <laughs> a whole day. You have to admit, I'm already exceeding expectations. That is, that is very true. <laughs> Unless there is something that anyone wanted to do on the third day, we can go ahead and fast forward right past that third day. Can I do anything with mind powers? What What do you mean? Like get better at them. Do you want to do research on how to get better at mind powers? Do you want to sit and, and meditate? How do you think you're going to be able to achieve heightening your mental powers? I think it's more of a, a meditation, quiet time route. Maybe like seeing how long I can keep an object in the air with psychokinetic hands, something like that. Give me a straight, a straight wisdom roll. 13. How, how heavy is this thing that you've brought into your quarters? It's going to be a 15-pound, say, pile of dishes from the kitchen. You're concentrating on this pile of dishes, and they're rattling. You feel like you budget a little bit, but you don't. It's not enough to pick all of them up off of the off the ground. I could try again next time. I want to train with Liza. You still using the boxes? Well, because she obviously associates the boxes with the crew because she hissed at uh, Kobok last yeah. night. All right, give me a survival. That's going to be a 20 altogether. It's been hours. You've been at this for seven hours today. Trying, You're pointing at different boxes. She doesn't seem to get it. And then you, you move the boxes around so that the goblin is in the middle. And you snap and point, and she looks at it, and she goes and slaps the goblin with both, both of her paws. So, so far, she can look in the center. Kind of giving them on the I'll take her back to my quarters, and then I want to go see if I can do some magic training with Kobok. I forgot I agreed to that. Where, where is Kriana going to find Kobok right now? He's going to find Kobok in his quarters meditating. You go to Kobok's room, knock on the door. Does the door open? The door opens on its own. Kobok is there. He is now lifted up off of the bed. He is in the zone. Floating, tail waving behind me. Uh, Kobok, you mind uh, if we start the uh, the little magic lessons you said you can do? Uh, I suppose I don't have a choice since you have interrupted my meditation. Sorry about that. No, I'm, I'm clearly finished. I must ask, do you have any knowledge about magic or anything at all? Well, I have my uh, Solarian abilities, and uh, it's not exactly magic. It utilizes, I s suppose, the power of the universe. Uh, I'm going to take that as a no. Yeah. <laughs> so it is starting it was, from... It was never magic teachings when I went to school for it. Uh, of course, of course. So I'm going. you're, you're starting from, from zero? Yeah. Okay, so uh, that means that the basic 
fundamentals of magic would be for you to understand its purpose, its history, and what it means. So I'm going to give you a book to read. Kobach walks over, gets a book on the origins and history of magic. It's about the size of a phone book. And he hands it to you. I would like you to read this in its entirety. Oh, okay. And there would be a quiz. That was going to be my next question. I want you to do the first three chapters by the time we meet again. And I will also show you some meditation techniques. I do know how to meditate. I, I do it for my Solarian abilities, but I'm sure there's a different type of meditation for magic. Yes, it is a meditation to center yourself and to develop a connection to magic because you have none. Thank you. And you may have no ability at all. Possibly. But we will see. I'm, I'm determined to learn something. I admire that. So for now, read, and we will reconvene at a later time. Perfect. Thanks for the book. You're welcome. There will be a test. <sighs> All right. Be well. You too. All right. So Kriana leaves Kobach in his room. Is there anything that anyone else would like to do? Do I need to say that I poison my needles with the... No, I'll say that you've had enough time okay, to do cool. that. I'll also get on the intercom to the crew. It's like... Just so everyone's aware, we are going to stop somewhere to do a little bit of shopping when we get to Absalom. As your captain speaking, if anybody has any requests for stops, please uh, let your captain know. Because otherwise she won't know how to get you there. She's not the captain. Pilot. <laughs> She's the pilot. <laughs> I when just... I say captain, I'm the pilot. No disrespect to Captain Eustace Kriana. Uh, I am the pilot. So if you want to get somewhere, you better tell me where you want to go. Thank you. <laughs> What the hell? I'm sorry, uh, unsanctioned crew members are not permitted to use the intercom. This is purely for crew communication only. Thank you. Oh, this is ridiculous. Okay, I think I know how it works. Uh, Yes, I heard that last mission, uh, transmission, and I will no longer be on this channel. Okay, I think it's off. Glad he's on the same page. <laughs> then Luca just goes. <laughs> <laughs> you just hear like tapping tap, on tap, the mic. Hello. <laughs> I'll go to Quib and we'll work out like where to meet the uh, the doctor and know that he's supposed to be a psychiatrist. Oh, we know that. Yeah, but like, let's talk to him. We'll touch base with him and just yes. be like, "You're." Supposed I was going to say Quib is going to attempt to contact, and we don't have to do it, but. And maybe he just meets us at the docking station instead of at a park. He was very clear about the park. <laughs> <laughs> I do want Kobach to like take a look at the book. Okay. Um, not fully like getting into it with the ore, but I want him to like take a look at the book. So how would would I like? What are you trying to do? Like you want to know what it's made of? You I want to know... get like an idea of what information the book holds exactly. You can roll, or you can take ten, or you can take twenty. I'll, I'll take twenty. Okay. You're looking at the book, and, and as I said before, it's it's more of a, just a collection of a lot of papers, like hundreds of papers that are um, bound by, like, twine together. It's not a proper book binding uh, that you're used to. Very, very old. <laughs> <laughs> Which I was able to decipher that. And it is all handwritten uh, notes. It seems to be a, a journal of some sort. Some of it is written in a magical script, which you can read 
with no problem. And not only magical script, but in a, a couple number of different languages. Um, and then some of it is written in code that you are not able to decipher. Uh, you think that with some time, you could eventually decipher this code, if it is indeed only one form of code. But these are definitely the notes of a researcher. And you see a name in the magical script written A-Y-M-O-N, Amen. And just from your cursory looks, that's that's the gist you're getting. You don't get the sense that this book itself is magical, except for the, the magical script that the majority of it is written in. With this language that I alone on the ship know, except Bo- and Boris. And Boris, yeah. Anyone that studied you know, at a proper magical school would be able to read a magic script. I guess that's good for now. And if everyone has wrapped up their business on the ship, uh, you feel the ship around each of you shakes as you are exiting the drift and quib, you can see Absalom station is not but 20 minutes away. In the next space of 20 minutes, you guys dock at Absalom Station, and you contacted Dr. Scribbler, and he did say that he could meet you at the dock where you were docking instead of the park, if if you wanted him to. That way we don't have to worry about a clinic. He's just coming to get him already. Let's let's say that like he came with a straitjacket to put Paul in. I hope he doesn't forget it. I'm sorry, a straitjacket? Don't worry about it, Paul. <laughs> You're clearly crazy, so we have to show that. You may be a harm to yourself or others. Mainly others. Okay, so as we are getting off the ship, where where are we putting everything? Where's Luca? Where's Boris? Where's Luca? Can go back to his mother, his grandmother. So he gets off the ship. Um, he'll be with us. We all basically exit the ship. Okay. Where do you put the orb? The orb was within the folds of my robe. I mean, wherever you want to put the orb, you can put the orb. To try to make a presentation for Boris to see that we're handing Paul mm-hmm. off. We'll like walk Paul over to the doctor and put him in the straitjacket and everything. Okay. I've always believed in the kindness of strangers. We can have him come with a wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> Paul got drunk in those 20 minutes. That's a good move. Dr. Scribbler is waiting for you at the, at the docking bay. And uh, he's wearing his stethoscope. And uh, he's got a white coat on. And he's got a briefcase. And he's got the uh, straitjacket tossed over his shoulder. And he says, hey there. Uh, welcome to Absalom Station, all you people. Oh, Boris, look, it's the doctor. Oh, this is the doctor? Yes, this, yeah. this is Paul's doctor. Oh, he made a doc call. That's great. Yes. We, after what happened at the school, we figured that it was an emergency situation. and He should come as quickly as possible. Oh, well, yeah. That makes sense. Works for me. Yes. Yes, I am definitely a doctor of psychiatry and other such mm. fields. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And I will now take this patient. And he points to Kobach. <laughs> You're very uh, funny, Doctor. You know that Paul is your patient. Yes. Oh, yes. Paul is is my patient. And I'm going to take him back to my fancy office in the ring and evaluate him for scurvy. He, uh, uh, that is a vitamin C deficiency, uh, which is which very... Which you may have. We've been on that happens. ship. Which happens, yeah. We, we had no citrus food. We had no oranges. Oh, you have to... Let me finish. Scurvy of the mind. Oh, oh, of course. Well, you're the doctor. You can't doc, let that go to your that. brain, though. That it is a nice up. stethoscope. Nice touch. Well, we will give you Paul uh, here, and you will... Uh, here you go. Put on this straitjacket, Paul. Just like always. It's absolutely lovely. Don't talk 
back to me. Don't speak unless you're spoken to. Should have brought a straitjacket for that mouth. I'm the doctor. I know what's best. Well, if you if you say so, doctor. Well, we don't want to keep you. Goodbye, Paul. Hope you die. We will see you again soon. You're well. Goodbye, Boris. Uh, Paul. And uh, and and Boris too. Boris too. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I mean, well, this is uh, since we're not dropping you off anywhere, Boris. I no. Uh, yep. Makes sense to me. I'm happy to see that he made it with his doctor, and uh, I'll just be on my way then. That's great. It was really nice best. to meet you. Sunrise, sunset. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. The planets keep spinning. Uh, around a reason the sun. for every season. You take care now. Don't get none on you. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah I I got you. Okay. All right. See you later. See ya. And he walks off. We'll we'll walk with the doctor and Paul till like we're totally departed from Boris. Okay. So what'd you guys think? I thought I did a pretty good job. That's pretty good, Doc. It's pretty good. I think your acting needs work. Oh, uh, you I could mean, let me out of the jacket. Did it work? I don't, I don't know. think you should wear it a little bit more. Looks good on you. Everything looks good on me. Thank you. I look startling and white, <laughs> but there's no reason for me to stay in a straight jacket. And Kobar magically tightens the straight jacket. <laughs> <laughs> Cinches the hand. buckles, <laughs> forcing Paul to stand up straight. So as uh, as we're walking and having this conversation, I like pull Luca off to the side. Luca, I really appreciate you uh, not uh, talking too much on the last few legs of the journey. It's really really useful. You can start talking you now. Can talk I, now. I, I, I know. I know. Paul gave a gave a chat to you. Mm-mm. Now, Luca, Mm-mm. you remember I'm a very powerful sorcerer. Mm-hmm. Y- you're what? He doesn't know anything about Luca that. Knows. And Luca makes like points at Paul and like waves his hands around and does like pumping motions in the air, like he's trying to shoot lightning out of See, his fingers. That's, and that's how to magic Paul. works. Uh, yes, yes, Paul. I do know how powerful you are. We all saw it at the Animal Ludum. Yes, Luca. I competed in the actual Animal Ludum. Oh, I think compete is kind of <laughs> he was <laughs> really strong. He word. was disqualified in the first round. He was there. He was there. Let's just get Luca home. He didn't please? get. He didn't get through the first round. I, however, did get to the finals and willfully forfeited. Okay, Eust- okay Eustace. Okay, do not boast. Like do a not chump. boast. Don't boast. Like a bitch ass bitch. I was doing my friend a favor. You did very well. Yeah, I heard you did him well. a couple of favors after the animal ludum too. Oh. Karana like rubs the sending stone and like looks at it longingly. <laughs> oh, Farouk. <laughs> I heard a lot of stuff was going down at the Animaludum. Can you know somebody what I'm come mop up all of this tea? When do I get the Lashanta's organs? I'm sorry, what? I was told I could have some organs if I posed as the psychiatrist. Quib. And organs you shall have. Whoa. You're just going to give up your organs there, Paul. No, we're going to go to the store and get some giblets or something. No, your organs. My organs. Yeah. Oh, you don't want my organs. No? No. No, oh, they're, they're all ruined by Oh, you want those now? I thought you meant like yeah, there's a, lot. a layaway situation. Oh, like if he dies, I get his organs? Wait, Quib, you yeah. said that he could have my Donate. organs? An organ donor, we could set him up like that. Quib, you said that on layaway, he could have my organs? I mean, I didn't like specify layaway when we talked before, but oh, like, so you didn't even say layaway. But but this Paul, is if you're dead, you you're not me? using them at the time. So if you're gonna be dead, Eustace, I'm not saying we I have would to pick do it a now. different side. All right, I'm just saying you're just saying I don't. Uh, all right, uh, all right. Uh, perhaps I, I'm not saying to give them up now. You're still alive. I mean, maybe a kitten. Is I don't a know how the work. Maybe you can regrow them, shits. I don't know. Can you regrow some? Where's your organs? It'll fit in a nice little bag. <laughs> well, you're a powerful sorceress. Can't you just uh, conjure? Sorcerer. 
<laughs> we are forever calling Paul a sorceress. That's debatable. <laughs> so you've made this impossible deal with this. Uh... Oh, no, I think it was possible for her. I think she thought, hey. Yeah, you've never promised anyone anything that was uh, maybe not consulted by the group. What? I would love an example. I don't know. Check your notes. Oh, yeah. Interesting. <laughs> that sounds like read your Bible. <laughs> Listen, Doc, we're kind of attached to Paul as one of our crewmates. We're Are not, we, though? We're not giving him up anytime soon. Okay. Well, I'm not worried about him. I'm worried about, you know, his organs. Right. I think he kind of needs them to keep on living. Uh. Perhaps there's something other deal we can make. Maybe there's some object or something that we can give you, and then we can call this square. Dr. Scribbler motions for Quib to come, like, taken aside with him. As he's doing that, like, Cran is unbuckling Paul. <laughs> oh, now? We, in now case we need to get away. Okay, cool. Great, great. I'm going to run away from all of you off a cliff. Okay, number one, Quib, I'm, I'm disappointed. I've never known you to renege on a deal, and yet here we are. I showed up, and I did my end. Yeah, you did. There was no promise of any monetary compensation either. Would you want that instead of some organs? Well, here's what I'm thinking now. How capable are these friends of yours? How do you mean? I hate you. Just add it to the list. (laughs) List of jobs that we have to do. I'm going to push you I like how we all have the same reaction. (laughs) Just like, goddamn, another one. Can they handle themselves? Could they rough somebody up? Okay, so first of all, I hope that you know that I quib. Perfectly capable of fucking somebody up. I didn't ask about Quib. I know, I'm just saying. But also, my friends are fucking badasses. Motherfuckers. They will fuck somebody up, especially if there are some credits involved, but also to keep their organs. I might have something that needs a little delivering. All right. Well, why don't you take this business card? Ooh, we have a Terrafin business card. <laughs> oh, it's her business card. It's his assistant. As Dr. Scribbler's assistant. <laughs> Okay, so you guys take care of whatever business you have on Absalom Station. I'll contact you later. Okay, bye. And he runs away. (laughs) Oh, and look who has all his organs. You're welcome. So now we all squared, correct? No, I'm going to murder Quib at some point. All right, let's buckle that straight jacket back up right now. It's still buckled. I guess you should take it off. No, I unbuckled it. In case we had to get it away from the doctor. I'm going to have my revenge. Nothing happened to you. Literally nothing happened. I hate to say it, Paul, but nothing happened. I vow it. What did the overacting doctor say? Yeah, all's good. He might call in a favor. Mm. A favor of you? Maybe of us. Oh, there's an us? So now you've promised his organs and our services? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, we can uh, pick up strays and uh, go compete in magic tournaments. But the second Quibi has one extra favor. That was leveraged in order to get us away from that Boris motherfucker. Then all of a sudden it's a problem. You know, I, I want to be mad, but Quib's got a point. She's kind of been along for the ride this whole time. We but can give her this. Us ending up at Hexton was not the choice of anybody here. It is where we were led to do what we needed to do. That was nobody's fault or responsibility. Well, it, we, we went there for you to figure out more of that orb. Because of our mission, I didn't come into this ship with this orb. Yeah, and nobody chose to have Boris come tag along with us at Absalom Station, and we had to get rid of him somehow, and Quib got rid of him somehow. That is true. We don't need to go into whose fault that is, because we already know that it was Paul's, but... <laughs> right, well, that's for sure. I'm not opposed. My question is, why do we have to honor this agreement to him? I mean, he can't make us. Is this just because you want us to maintain a relationship with your little friend? Well, we should wait and see what he actually needs us to do. Does he... Yeah. I mean, we'll be doing it for free. Maybe not. 
Also, this is a good guy to know. Fine. Given the fact that it solved our problem. This is a person we want to have on our side because we may need him again. That is true. I agree. I am in agreement with you both. I need to uh, pick up some supplies and then I say we take Luca back to his granny. I also need to restock on magical supplies. So yeah, I'd like to do some shopping. Cool. What are you looking for? I'm looking for Solarian crystals to modify my weapon. You know, just from being at Absalom Station before, uh, there are two places you can do some really good shopping. In the ring or in the free markets. If you do it in the ring, which is the dome, uh, those are where the uh, higher tier stores are. So everything there is going to be very expensive. Uh, And usually security is a lot tighter in the ring. But the free markets is like a flea market. There's random tables and tents everywhere. Uh, Concrete structures that people put their wares in. It's just like if you go to um, Columbus Circle or Union Square. It's like a market, like a farmer's market. And what's the other place? Bryant Park. Bryant Park. Does, yeah, it does the their their winter store. Okay, I definitely want to go there. That's more uh, Kriana's speed. So you uh, look around, you're asking a bunch of people, where can I find this, where can I find that? Uh, and after about 20 minutes, you hear about this place called the Boulder Choice. Boulder spelled B-O-U-L-D-E-R. Cute. Clever. And you walk up and you see that there is a an orange shimreen. Shimreen are, is a species of aliens made of crystal. And he is shuffling through a lot of big sacks filled with minerals and different crystals and whatnot. Perfect. Hello there, friend. Uh, uh, <clears throat> this is going to be fun. I'm excited about the voice. Oi, good day there. Hi, uh, friend. I, you, you wouldn't happen to be selling any Salarian crystals, would you? We've got a lot of crystals that we sell here. Um, but not many Salarian ones, unfortunately. Well, what what do you have? We've got crystals for jewelry. We've got some gems to make uh, spell gems with, and just more decorative things like that, nature. But you don't have any Salarian crystals. Well, see, the thing is, all of our Salarian crystals get bought up by the Order. By the Order. Right, Salarian crystals are rare, and uh, when we do come across them, uh, the the order of the simple stasis, they tend to want to buy us out of those. Um, I don't want to deal with any other Salarian people. If you're really desperate, yeah, I could look in the back. Would you do that for me? Absolutely. I would really appreciate it. So he disappears for a few minutes. He comes back and he says, well, you know what? You're in luck. I've got one. It's small. I apologize, but... uh. If you'll have it, I've got a Tawan crystal. Uh, yeah, how much you asking for it, friend? That's gonna set you back 240 credits. Could you do two, just a, just a flat 200? Seeing as it's my only one, gotta stick with the 240. Wanna haggle them down. <laughs> can roll some, uh, diplomacy. I'm a farmer, that's, that's what I do. <laughs> well, unfortunately, it's not a farmer's market. <laughs> <laughs> 15. 15. I think I could do 225. You got yourself a deal, friend. 225. You want that gift wrapped? No, that's all right. I appreciate it, though. It's mighty beautiful by itself. All right, so you get one Tawan crystal. Lesser one, or least? Least. Level one, baby. I'm good. That's all I needed. I kind of want to sell my armor. Oh, that's right. Like, you picked up, like, a whole bunch, right? I picked up Estek's suit for 410 credits. It's the only armor you have. Yeah. So you want to get rid of the only thing that you have. That's protection. And the, the wand. Oh, that should fetch a pretty penny. I and the red eyeballs, of course. <laughs> still, you're still collecting eyeballs. We're huh? holding on to those because they appreciate the longer that they depreciate or no, they appreciate. I don't think anyone appreciates eyeballs. <laughs> um, I feel like that's something that I should have. So, Paul, you look around, and the only 
storefront that you can see that looks like it might be interested in buying some armor is a place, uh, it's a gun store called the Straight Shooter. Oh, perfect. That's exactly what I want. Hello. So you walk in. This is a concrete structure. You know, it's pretty shabby. You can tell there's only, there's the main room, you know, where they're showcasing all their weapons. Um, When you walk in and you see a six and a half feet tall uh, half-orc in a dusty leather jacket. And uh, there's also a half-elf in there uh, tinkering with one of the guns. And uh, you walk in and the orc looks at you and he says, Hello there. How you doing? Hi. Name's Hollis. This is my store, the straight shooter. Uh, What's your, what's your name there, pal? Uh, my name is Paul. Oh, nice to meet you, Paul. You come in for a... You need a weapon? Uh, possibly. I was also hoping you would take a look at some of my stuff and see if it's of any interest. Oh, absolutely. You came in to sell. And possibly buy. And possibly buy. This is my favorite type of customer. How exciting for both of us. All right. What what do you got to sell? I have a a, a, a wand, magical wand with a it it has a, a limited usage, but anyone can use it. So totally non magicy people can totally. Okay. Do, I mean, All you right. look like a man who knows that magic's a little. I appreciate that that's how you see me, uh, but I don't do much magic myself. Uh, that's my friend Shion here. Shion, you want to have a look at this, uh, this little magic thing he's got here? Shion, delightful. And she comes over and she says, um, yes, can I, um, can I hold it? Is that okay? Uh, yes, please. Take a, take a look. Okay. Um, and she's got some long, uh, light pink hair. Of course she does. <laughs> and she takes it and says, oh, um, this is very well made. Um, I like the, I like the carvings, but... I don't think there's anything we can do with it here. You might try um, just a couple of shops down. There's a place called uh, Tricky Trinkets. Mm. Might want to try over there. They they deal more. Is that more a chain? Tricky Trinkets? Yeah, I feel like I've run into another location of that store. It might be. Um, Ariorn, you know, he travels all over. Wait. Excellent. Thank you. Not anymore. <laughs> Hang on. And uh, how about, I do have this uh, this Estex armor that oh, okay. has been priced at 410 credits. Okay, well, for that, I'm going to have to pass it back to right. Hollis. Right, Hollis. Thank you so much, Xi'an. You're, you're very welcome. I love your hair. Oh, thank you. It's great. Uh, I, li- I like your hair, too. Uh, the, that's a nice shade of purple. Oh, thank you. Mine is unnatural, because that makes sense. Okay, I wasn't worried about that, but... All right, Hollis. Let me get a good look at this here. Um, <laughs> I like Hollis. Seems to be in pretty good shape. It's a little worn. What are all these scratches on here? I believe uh, in the biz, we would just call that quality control. Quality control, a little wear and tear. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I could see if this was new, it could go for uh, 410 credits uh, easy. I think in the state it's in right here. I'm thinking about, uh could offer you... 310. Ooh, Hollis. Uh, I just, I don't want to try to fleece you, but it just, it was priced for me recently in this state. Uh, who, who was it that did the appraisal? Uh, that would be um, uh, an ethereal being known as Star Lord. <laughs> he, he told me that it was worth 410. Give me a bluff. Using our abilities. Ah, 18. Hmm. Star Lord, you say? I, I did. Interesting. Well, uh, I have to admit, I don't have the. We mostly deal in weapons here. We, I don't, uh, I don't have the uh, expert eye. Tell you what, I'll give you three ninety final offer. If you could do three ninety nine, just to make my math easier, that would just be delightful. I've got three ninety for you. Even three eighty nine would be more helpful. Three eighty nine, it's a deal. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> really? I just wanted it to end in a nine. <laughs> that makes my math easier. Three eighty nine. 
389. And he takes the armor from you. Delightful. Uh, he gives you the credits. Great. Um, How much are your guns? Give me a ballpark. Oh, well, we've got a couple of selections here ranging from, uh, you know, the 230s all the way up to the 800s. Oh, great. Show me. Um... Uh, right here we've got, uh, this is a laser pistol. This is a Sydney 9. Very good. This is doing some fire damage. It's got a good range on it. Holds 20 charges. I've got this uh, cryo pistol. This is a Pisa 2. Uh, that one's going to run you 375. It's uh, it's doing cold damage. A little bit shorter range than the uh, the Sydney. I want something that can do more, more. You looking than for... 4 fire damage. Are you... Uh... You like using both your hands, or are you a single-hand kind of guy? More of a two-hand kind of guy. Two-hand kind of guy. Well, we've got the... Oh, I mean one hand per gun. Because I already have my needler, and he's my favorite. Or if you have a knife... We deal in guns mostly. If you want to, if you want us to order something special for you, we, we absolutely could. Uh, do you, uh, you, you a kind of guy that likes magic? Yes. He lied. <laughs> so I'll roll for blood. No, that's fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's fine. Well, uh, Shion's been working on these uh, magical grenades that are uh. really something. Uh, so if you were, you know, we could give you a little demonstration if you wanted. See if that's something you might be interested in. Is it like a grenade that you throw it and it takes away someone's magic? Uh, no, I mean, Shion might be able to make you something like that. She made these grenades. Oh. Well, that's very impressive, and I appreciate your work. Um, if uh, if you have a special order, mm-hmm. something you want us to try to make or uh, order special for you, that's, that's something we could look into as well. Yeah, I would love something that takes away someone's magic. Shion, do you think that's uh, something you could make? Um, I never thought to try to make something like that, but I could, totally could try. Oh, I believe in you. Yeah, she's uh, she's pretty good with that kind of stuff. Great. Let's uh, let's put that on the books, and then. Any pistol that's stronger than, I think the the correct term is 1D4. That's the classification. I need something that's more powerful than Series 1D4. Well, uh, this uh, this Sydney 9 is, uh, is a pretty good one. Uh, it's uh, doing fire damage like mm-hmm. you're used to, yeah, I can tell, yeah. uh, with the, the pistol you've got there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this one's going to do one extra. So it's, it's, it's 1D5 Series? It is uh, D4 plus one. Ah, that that old series. And uh, this one, if you get a good hit with this one, you could set somebody on fire. Oh, it does have the burn. That's right. And does it? When you fire it, do you feel that just plus two? Do you just do you just do you just feel a plus two? I always feel a plus two whenever I'm using any of these weapons. Oh, is that all? It always, I always feel it too. Um, how much is that? Now that was gonna run you four twenty-five. Yeah, let's do that. All right. Great. In fact, let's just trade. I don't want this laser pistol anymore. So you can have that and then not trade, but like with a little credit in between. How much does that pistol cost? I'd say a safe bet. It's worth 200. So you give me the new pistol for 200. I can, uh, for, the, for a trade in on that pistol, I can take 50 credits off of it. <sighs> the trade back value is not good in Starfinder. Oh, that's like a thing. Oh, cool. Um, okay, let's do all said and done. I give you the armor and this gun. You give me the new pistol. So I think it all levels out. Yeah, I think it's about even. Woo! I meant thank you so much for your business. I don't woo. Of course. Uh, and uh, come back tomorrow and uh, Shion should should be able to tell you about uh, how long it'll take to make that, uh, that grenade you're looking for. Oh, great. Thank and how you. much it'll cost. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And don't forget to check out uh, Tricky Trinkets if you're wanting to sell that uh, sell that wand. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then Paul goes back out the store where presumably everybody's waiting. Y'all, there's a Tricky Trinkets down here. We killed the owner? Is that? Yeah. 
I kind of blew him up. And that's his monkey that we have? Yeah. Uh, Is Liza with you? Yeah, Liza's with me. So did we go in and then be like, we own the store now? Or <laughs> did we avoid it? Let's not. Let's get... Let's let's get Luca back to his granny first. Oh, good idea. Cool. I also have a dog sword. <laughs> dog slicer. <laughs> I don't know what that is. You, you got Slices that the, dogs, Allie. <laughs> slices dogs. Come on. Uh, you got that from the goblins in the fight at Dovetails. We all should sell it to this man. It also looks like it, I should write better. <laughs> Crap grenade. <laughs> Frag grenade. No, maybe. it starts with a C. Cryo? Cryo. Cryo, that's it. Come in with Paul, and then we can like get a reputation going with uh, Hollis. But, but cryo grenades are pretty great. So oh, yeah. It's, it's just good stuff to just you want to sell. Yeah, I'm not getting rid of it. I was just... Uh... Not the junk battery or the sword or your junk pistols you don't want to sell? So it is a dog sword. <laughs> <laughs> the sword made from the bones of a dog. Is that real? No, it's like a... It's called a dog slicer because maybe they primarily use it on dogs. I don't know. Do they eat dogs? Do we have dogs in this world? Oh, goblins definitely eat dogs. Do we have dogs? Yeah, there's like some space dogs in this game. So is everyone good with all the shopping? Kind of want to upgrade my suit, but I feel like I'm not going to do it right now. What are we doing now? Getting rid of Luca. Going to Granny Luca. Yes, make your way from the free markets over to uh, Little Akaton, uh, which takes about 45 minutes. You get there again, it looks like uh, Chinatown or, or Little Italy. There's rust all over the place. Just really poor vibe coming from this part of uh, Absalom Station. You make it to one of the buildings and Luca just points. He doesn't say anything. He's like, mm, mm, mm. He leads you guys in. You, you take, it's a four floor walk up. And he points to the door, he unlocks the door and opens it, and the place is ransacked. Furniture all over the place, drawers popped open, everything that was in those drawers and on the floor. Uh, the fridge is wide open, orange juice and milk everywhere. Granny is nowhere to be found. Damn, Granny messy as hell. <sighs> Guess we gotta save an old lady. And that's where we're gonna end today's episode. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Tableverse Podcast. The crew of the Terrapin will return next week. If you like this episode, please consider giving us a review and rating on iTunes. That would really help other amazing people such as yourself to find the show. If you'd like to keep up with us between episodes, you can find us across all social media platforms at the Tableverse. The podcast is edited by Jeffrey Duke and myself. Quib is played by Allison Klemp. You can find her at Allison Klemp. Powell is played by Connor Gallagher. You can find him at Connor Said What? Kobach is played by Quentin Lamar. You can find him at Quentin Lamar. Captain Eustace Kriana is played by Jeffrey Duke. You can find him at Jeffrey Duke. Original music for the Tableverse podcast was composed by Jennifer Rokamp. You can find her at jenniferrokamp.com. Original artwork for the Tableverse podcast was illustrated by Liara K. Crane. You can find her at liarakcrane.co.uk. Until next time, remember, it is not in the stars to hold our destiny. It is in ourselves. <laughs> <laughs>